1: I'm Scott Sipker, and for John Sears, Mr. Soundoff has the night off to celebrate with his kids, but Murph, don't fret. We have a special message for you.
2: Hi, I'm Colin Murphy, and I just want to say happy Father's Day, Dad. I love you so much. Thanks for being the best dad I could ask for. And uh, Scott, probably a good idea to not be a father yet. I'd probably wait if I were you. Um...
1: Well, then, it's a wise kid. Very wise. Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John
0: Sears featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to Sound Off. Welcome
2: to Sound Off alongside Scott Sipker. I'm Keith Murphy and Scott, it's uh, it's nice to have you here tonight. Mm.
1: It's always nice to be in especially for Mr. Soundoff, John Sears. He's, he's taller uh, than me, uh, so I like to be able to stand when you're here, Keith, because I'm a little taller than you, so it makes me feel really powerful.
2: It's always about you, Scott. Sound off at 515-282-9010. We have some hot topics. Among the hot topics, Phil Mickelson's bizarre meltdown, Saturday on thirteen. Wow. What at happened. The, man, at the U.S. <laughs> Open. Uh, strategy? or frustration. I can't remember seeing anything quite like this.
1: And Mexico shocks defending champ Germany in the World Cup. The United States uh, needs to never miss the world's greatest tournament again. Sound off, 515-282-9010.
2: Phil Mickelson finished runner-up at the U.S. Open Six times. He's never won it, and at age 48, is running out of time. Saturday, while having a bad round in the midst of a bad tournament, Phil had a bad moment. While putting on a green resembling a glass top coffee table with two sawed-off legs, Phil chased after his golf ball, and while the ball was still rolling, whacked it back toward the hole. This is a move kids learn while playing putt-putt whack the moving ball before it rolls into the clown's mouth after phil's uncharacteristic meltdown so many reporters surrounded him you'd think he's joining the warriors and phil says in the moment while watching his putt roll he made a split second decision to take an etiquette breaching two-stroke penalty uh, i don't mean it disrespectful so i hope nobody's you know if you're taking it that way look i'm sorry that's not the way it's meant i'm just Wanted to get to the next hole, and I didn't see that happening at the time without the two shots. Uh, That sounds good, except Phil's playing partner, Beef Johnston, says he heard Phil say, I don't know what the score is or what happens now. You think Beef would lie? Look at that face. I can't say what was going on in Phil's head. I think he felt the frustration many of us do when golfing and just lost it. It makes lefty more relatable, not less. I don't have my knickers in a twist like many golf nerds. Phil wasn't going to win. He didn't take a dump in the rough. He had a moment of weakness.
1: Dump in the rough, that's what you went with. Okay. Of all the American sports, soccer is the most hated. Not indifference, but visceral hatred. I think there are two categories of haters. One is a lack of understanding of the game. The clock ticking up, the low scoring, the arbitrary adding of time, The flops, the ties, etc. Admittedly, I was passionately this person for the vast majority of my life. The second category are the haters who hate soccer because it is a they sport. This category houses the bigots, xenophobes, and racists who say they hate soccer for all the same reasons the first group does, but is lying. If you're in the second group, I hope you get the help and love you need to let truth resonate in your echo chamber, or for justice to come crashing down on you. I'm good with either. But if you're in the first group, try the first three steps on my haters guide to loving soccer that have catapulted me into an authentic enjoyment of the beautiful game. 1. Pick a team. The bar to clear from hating to loving is so high that having something to root for is necessary. 2. Recruit a friend to join you on this journey. When your team does well, it is more fun to high-five a buddy instead of yourself. Three. Buy a piece of team apparel, hat, scarf, shirt, it doesn't matter, this is so important because it's your first skin in the game. And when you wear it, you're beginning to publicly meld your identity with your team. There are many steps after this, but if you walk this path, I think you'll be surprised at how quickly soccer kicks your hate. Maybe you won't love it, but there is no need to hate it. Except the flopping. Always hate the flopping.
2: (sighs) Yeah, hate the flopping in basketball too. Basket- Saw quite you know, a bit of that in these Baseball playoffs.
1: people fake getting hit by a pitch. That's flopping. You could argue pitch framing is a form of flopping. I probably would. I know people hate that, but flopping in all sports. I wish th- I wish fans were so upset with it that reputations were ruined, and uh, th- that's the only way to stop it. I think.
2: I thought that was a prop, but I can smell. I'm, I'm Irish. I can smell the Jamesons coming you at want me. Some? I do not. Uh, Chad is in Des Moines. Chad U.S. Open. Brooks Kepka wins back to back. What did you think of the U.S. Open?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I remember abandoned dunes. They complained a lot. Um, Shinnecock's a lot more prestigious course with a lot better history. But to to really to sit back and watch these prima donnas, that, you know, you get paid millions of dollars a year, and everybody plays on the same course to whine about. Um, conditions. Uh, I understand they're not twenty under, but uh, you know the, the golf. Everybody plays on the same course, and this seems like uh, there's an awful lot of whining from a bunch of millionaire golfers.
2: There was a lot of whining, no doubt about that. But when you have a guy with the integrity of Zach Johnson, who's known as a, a humble family man, say they lost the course Saturday, Scott, is it legit? Ab-
1: absolutely. I, I, we were on the radio on Friday, and I warned you guys that if the wind picks up. The greens were going to look the same color as the bunkers, and and that's what happens on this course. Only 13 and 15 were the unfair holes in my estimation. They put the cup just in these spots. If they would have moved it two, three yards the other direction, I think those, cor- those holes would have been fair as well. It was 13 and 15, and I think most of the players are complaining about, and uh, Patrick Reed after the tournament today – actually said that. What are you laughing at?
0: It got a little silly
1: out there. That's all. It did. It did get a little silly. It's
2: time for lookalikes with a local connection. Tiny ref judges. Sam in Des Moines says Channel 13 anchor Justin Cernsey looks like CNN anchor Don Lemon. Tiny ref.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah, That's a bullseye right there. that's a pretty good one.
2: Don in Ankeny sees twins when she sees former Iowa State basketball player Donovan Jackson, and actor Blair Underwood. You agree, Tiny Ref? Yeah,
1: I'm going with Tiny that. Tiny Ref
2: does not agree.
0: Guys, you brought up the big four classic, rest in peace. Well, take it from a Drake fan who should care less, you Cyclones and Hawkeyes should care more. It's What's bugging Andy next. More high V classic, and then it's done, and that's what's bugging Andy. The University of Iowa has decided to leave the high V Big Four Classic after this year, and very few of us have lost any sleep over that. You've pointed out that it never really took off in its six years at Wells Fargo Arena. Well, gee, I wonder why that was. I mean, it was a compromise to begin with. It wasn't a tournament at all, and the two biggest teams involved didn't play each other. No one looking to build a successful sporting event would choose to start with those parameters. But it's not about whether we care about the Big Four Classic. It's about whether we care about the classic definition of sports the competition. Iowa and Iowa State see more upside in playing home games against teams like Campbell, teams like Alcorn State, teams you have to Google search than playing you and I and Drake. I get it. They have more control over those situations. They have a better chance of winning. But to me that sounds less like a competition and more like a display. Do fans really want more displays of basketball? Bringing in a team like Chicago State so you can beat them by 40? Hosting Alabama State so you can draw 10,000 fans and send them all home at halftime? I know, it's an issue of money, time, scheduling constraints, your dead grandma. There's always an excuse. But let's remember what we're being asked to excuse. Less interesting entertainment. That's a problem in college basketball as fans care more and more about March and less and less about the four preceding months of the season. Well, to me, a season that starts with more compelling games is a better season. And even when Drake was awful, it was still more interesting than Omaha, who we got to see at both Ames and Iowa City a couple of years ago. Yes, Drake and you and I will likely be invited to play at Harvard and hilton in the future and they'll still have a chance to be giant killers but no matter who your team is you know it's not the same they'll tell you it's all about the bottom line but you'll know better because in sports there already is a bottom line it's always been the same competition the thrilling contest and everything else should come second. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Thank you,
2: Andy. It is time for who's in your five, my five favorite raccoons. What? Yes, my five favorite raccoons. It's June, I'm Scott. supposed to
1: be the guy who brings up the ridiculous, stupid stuff. No, I I, I, I really thought about that I've this inspired week. you.
2: Uh, number five, the garbage raccoons from the great outdoors. Hey, who
1: doesn't like those? Oh, no, they
2: were great. Uh, number four, RJ from Over the Hedge. Oh,
1: I don't know this guy. He doesn't look like a real raccoon though. That
2: just means you you don't have kids, as Colin pointed out at the top of the show. Number three, Ranger Rick from my childhood. Ranger Rick.
1: You're not a real raccoon. Did you
2: get the magazine? No. Number two, I stayed up all one night rooting for the NPR raccoon this week. I wanted this little guy to make
1: it. This shows you the power of the opposable thumb right here.
2: He was fantastic. And number one, my favorite raccoon, Rocket.
1: He's he's awesome. Bradley Cooper, cheers, well done. Voicing Rocket, not a real raccoon, but fun.
2: You don't have to point out it's not a real raccoon. It's beside the point. Uh, Mexico started seismic activity while celebrating a shocking World Cup win over defending champion Germany. It's Mexico's first win over Germany ever. When we return, we talked to two guys who say they will make you love soccer whether you want to or not, they also promise Do not use profanity. Oh boy. Welcome back to Sound Off. With the World Cup captivating audiences worldwide, but not really here in the United States, we decided to invite two soccer superfans onto the show. Couldn't find any locally, so we reached across the pond. Please welcome to sound off Cecil Clive Pennington III, 12th Earl of Pembroke, and Tipsy Tommy. Good evening, old chap. Slag off. Uh, all right, Tommy, let's not get off to a bad start here.
1: You'll have to excuse my cockney countryman, he appears to be a drunk. And you have to excuse my dandy friend there, he appears to be a wanker. Uh, Cecil. Please, refer to me by my proper title as I am the Earl of Pembroke. Okay, Earl. Lord, you refer to an Earl as Lord.
2: Whatever, Lord Pembroke.
1: uh, When did you first fall in love with soccer? When I was watching Tony Woodcock stride the English pitch with grace and power. Woodcock was hard to beat and I... Certainly enjoyed watching that. Nice! Tipsy Tommy, your favourite memory? Well, I'd have to say, it's... SHAGGING YOUR mum. Oh, he has no memory as he's blacked out by kickoff? Hey! Listen to me, Lord of the Tweets. I'll tell you, my favourite memory is pissing in a Heineken bottle, then hurling on the field and knocking out our dodgy goalie! That's awful. It is awful. It's awful beer. No one can tell the difference between no, Heineken or urine. We're going to go right now. Come on, let's go. Piss off. You're an embarrassment to the cross of St. George. Wake up! Gentlemen,
2: gentlemen, please. Lord Pembroke, what is the best way Americans can begin loving soccer the way you do?
1: Well, old chap, I'd say America should ask the Queen to take you back. Ha! 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 So I'm like this, wanker. Tipsy Tommy. Hey, watch me chug this beer. No, no. You
2: away. Hey, you want to fight? Let's go. It, it looks like we've lost Tipsy Tommy. What, why don't we just quit while we're behind? I'd like to thank for appearing on Sound Off. Cecil. Lord. Lord. Pembroke. Thank you.
1: Oh, one more thing. Yeah, yes, what is it? Do you want me to explain what off sides is? Yes, actually, that
2: would, that would
1: be helpful. It's when your mom takes it up the.
2: Welcome back to Sound Off. Time for a little verbal ping-pong. We call it Face Off. The Big Four Classic never completely caught on with fans, but it did bring all Big Four teams to Iowa's biggest city in the same building on the same day. And Scott, it was much more entertaining than Iowa hosting Bryant. Not Kobe Bryant, Bryant University University. And that's coming to Iowa in December.
1: I wish it was Kobe Bryant. Fans care most about wins and losses at the end of the year. Administrations know that, so until fans complain so loudly that reputations are on the line, this trend will continue, and I despise it.
2: Yeah, I hate it too. Gary Bard and Jamie Pollard don't have a responsibility to do what's best for you and I and Drake, but they should do what's best for their fans, and at minimum, we'll settle for games at Carver and Hilton, but man, losing the home and homes sucks. Uh, NCAA makes a couple of common-sense rules that give more power to student-athletes. Transfer without asking the coach or school for permission. And football players can play up to four games without losing a red shirt. Your reaction to that?
1: I'm all for empowering the players, so I hope all these changes eventually lead us to paying the players. Ooh,
2: that's, uh, that's a whole nother thing. Not a big crowd at Iowa Speedway for the Xfinity Series race today. I'm sure a track temp of 130 had something to do with that. Are we to the point where the only thing that can bring back big buzz to the Iowa Speedway is a cup race? You think? Yes,
1: uh, the, yeah. and if there is a cup race, I think it raises interest in all other races there, so I hope it happens.
2: Yeah, I hope it happens, too. I think it will happen eventually. A Nick Nurse played at UNI and coached all over the world. Nick had a goal of coaching in the NBA, and if that meant a season with the Generals or Monstars, Nick would do it. And this week... Nick Nurse realized his goal. He's head coach of the Raptors. But of course, Scott, I know all of this is a chance for you to remind us. He's from your hometown of Carroll.
1: The capital of West Central Iowa. He is from Carroll. I'm not going to talk about the fact that he went to Kemper. We're not going to talk about that. Go Tigers, anyway.
2: Yeah, go Knights. Over-under, movie dads, overrated, Brian Mills and Taken. I mean, he keeps losing family members, right?
1: Overrated.
2: Overrated, underrated. Noah Levenstein. Sure, he's awkward and embarrassing, but
1: he tries hard to communicate to his son. With eyebrows like that, definitely underrated.
2: There you go. All right, we are almost done. Um, JoJo is in Valley Junction. John is in... (coughs) Oh, yes, Tiny Ref. All
0: right, blah, 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 blah. You're talking too much. We got one minute. All right, let's keep it tight. Tiny Ref,
1: out. He's kind of a jerk, isn't he?
2: No, he's really nice. And Tiny Ref uh, would know not to... Bring a green can to a chroma key. who yeah, would have known that? <laughs> I don't know, Tiny Ref. I think JoJo is in Valley Junction. JoJo, what's on your mind this uh, Sound Off
1: Sunday? Oh, hey guys, you're doing a great job. Uh, my favorite yes. raccoon is Rocky Raccoon. He oh. likes to eat beetles. Okay, well done, well played, sir. Well played. Uh, also, this guy. This is for you. Uh, I lost a, a bet to my Mexican buddy a beer today. How do I bet on this uh, to get money from this uh, soccer stuff? I, I think a, a good, I, you just go ahead and bet the over-unders on the games. That's what I would suggest to you. Don't worry about the wins and losses because you can't get the odds. You want to go with over-under. That's nope. your. That's what you want to do.
2: We've mentioned it already, but th- this win, Mexico over Germany, this was absolutely thrilling for those who invested in this. I mean, this is a major upset. Mexico had never beaten Germany. Germany's the defending
1: champs. Yes, and and the thing about the World Cup is it's not the greatest and it's not the best-played soccer in the world. That's in club soccer. But Germany is as close as you get as to a champion league style. Scott, and right there here, you
2: go. this this set off seismic indicators Amazing. in Mexico. When, when the goal goes in, it was like there was an earthquake going on in Mexico. That's incredible and speaks a lot to the beautiful game and its popularity worldwide. Not so much in the States. You tried tonight, though. John is in Des Moines. He'll have the final word. John, go ahead.
0: Hey, I just want to say one thing. I'm, I'm compassionate to the, to the U.S. Open complaints about the course, but I just want to say you play golf for a living, Okay, remember that you play a game for a living
1: and appreciate that yeah, you
2: play that that's true what you're saying is true, and I think that resonates with a lot of people, but Scott still they also, they, they oh they
1: also Good. care
2: about what they do
1: definitely, I'm going to use this little <laughs> Bob Barker mic here, yeah, they care about what they do, and again. In, in, in an empirical way, I think 13 and 15 yesterday were unfair. The rest of the course was fair, tough as nails. But 13 and 15, the pin placements there were unfair. Still, the golfers are in a position where they te- can't.
2: Get yourself together. Look at man. this. What Don't I look wrong- cute? God, that'll do it for us. We're back next week. We hope you are, too. We leave you with the sound-off send-off, and it's uh, more nonsense from Scott Simker.
1: Oh, boy. My line.
2: What is it? Line. <laughs> He has no memory. Oh. Pembroke and Tipsy Tommy.
1: Good evening, Otsap. Slag off. <laughs> All right. You listen to me right now, Wanker, let's go! Me and you! Wanker! Is this me? Again. Tipsy
2: Tommy, your favorite memory.
1: Sorry, yeah, I dropped it. I was listening to you. Uh, It's Pembroke, just so you know.